It's always fun getting a new car. Not in those circumstances, but it's always good getting a new car. Okay, Chaplain Bob, come on up here, please. Let's welcome Chaplain Bob Mikado to the platform here. Amen. Amen, amen. And, of course, you're going to notice that his wonderful boss wife is not here this morning. Okay, which is Pat. We all know her as Pat. But tell us a little bit about what's been going on with you. I know it's been a long time since you've been here with this COVID stuff, and you yourself got sick. Yes. But uh, give us an update on what's been going on with you personally, your wife, the ministry, and then we want to pray and have you share, okay? Okay, praise the Lord, okay. Uh, Amen. God bless you, Chatsworth Foursquare. Praise the Lord, amen. Hallelujah. Good to be in the house of the Lord. So Wednesday, you can take off your mask. Amen. Wednesday. Not Tuesday, but Wednesday. Okay, Because we're like trained seals. Can I get a witness? And then after that, we're going to have some invisible seat belts. I'm selling them for $50 a piece. And you can wear the seat belt wherever you go. Uh, my wife, Patsy, how many have never heard me? You never heard me? Don't know who I am? Don't care. Okay, praise the Lord, there's one. Uh, I'm the chaplain for the L.A. Sheriff's Department. This is my 40th year. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, you out there on Facebook, uh, Zoom land, all that kind of stuff. Uh, 40 years is a long time. Amen. Uh, matter of fact, they asked me, well, when are you going to retire? I'm never going to retire from the Lord. Amen. But, uh, you know, things are changing. Amen. Things are changing. Uh, my wife, uh, Patsy, is at the airport right now with my daughter, Valerie. Uh, they had to go pick up my grandson, Bobby, who now lives in Reno. You know, when your kids leave and they go someplace like Reno and live there and you love them, you're consentido. Come on, somebody. Amen. And there is nothing you can do but pray. So Bobby's coming home for a couple of days. He's got a great job up there uh, uh, working at some uh, automobile place, you know, and uh, uh, doing doing great, you know. And uh, But Patsy, uh, how many know things happen in life? Uh, twists and turns. People get sick. And uh, let me just give you a sidebar. Uh, not everybody gets healed. Uh, you can't just put oil on them and pray over them. There are some things that just happen. It's part of life. Patsy is 77 years old. I'm 75. And things just happen. It's like a car. You can't just take it to Jiffy Lube anymore. Can I get a witness? You got to have an overhaul. Well, you know, but God is faithful. So right now she's going through dementia. Here's a lady that ran the world. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, ran a business, uh, head secretary for the LA Sheriff's Department, chaplaincy program. I mean, uh, uh, TBN, uh, catering for TBN, uh, tax consultant, uh, all the above, running my life. Come on. So I'm a well-kept man. 40 years I had a boss. Amen. And now I got to put in my man pants. Amen. And I have to run the show. And that's bad coming from an ex-convict, ex-dolphine, cholo, matanilo, all those kind of things, amen. I'm not used to this, but I'm getting better. Can I get a witness? Because sooner or later, you have to grow up. Turn to your neighbor and say, I think he's talking to you right now. Because everybody needs to grow up and wake up. So right now, Patsy's over there at the airport with my baby Valerie, you know, and she lives over here in San Fe, uh, San Fernando area, you know, and... uh Everything's okay. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I'm a great cook. I'm a great cleaner. She trained me well. So we're going to get, go ahead. But you, you were, you got the COVID too, right? Oh, let me, yeah, yeah. I almost died. Praise the Lord. So when you hear praise and worship like this and you can't sing, something's wrong with you. You got to realize Jesus changed my life. He gave me a second chance. I was in the hospital for two months. November, December, I lost 62 pounds. I shrunk two and a half inches, two and a half inches, you know, but I'm alive. I'm alive. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. You're alive. Now, with that being said, think about it. Why are you alive? And so many of my friends, 21 people that I know died, personal friends. Spiritual friends, and they died. And I was sitting in that hospital room wondering, God, and God spoke to me like the Holy Spirit, you know, said, get busy living or get busy dying, Bobby, but get busy. Get busy. And I'm not one of those guys, oh, God spoke to me. I'm not one of them guys. But I could feel it in my spirit. 
Get busy living, Bobby, or get busy dying, but get busy. So God healed me. It was the worst experience I ever had. Kaiser, Baldwin Park, great hospital. No white people. Come on, somebody, amen. No white people. Offenses for white people. I used to tell the nurses that and the doctors. All I had was Chinos, Filipinos, Mexicanos, you know, Negros, all of them, you know. But no white people. I thought, where's the white people? But it was the worst experience I ever had in my life. But God brought me out of it. They were going to take me to a convalescent home, like a lot of people, and put you on that machine. And that's called Changa 10, game over. You die. My friend, Pastor Jose, died. Kilroy died. Different people I know died. And they said they were going to take me to a convalescent home. My daughter says, you bring him home. Well, he's 75 years old. Yeah, but he's not 75. He's not old. He's a young 75. He knows... He knows what to do. He knows. He does everything. Because a lot of people think, wow, man, bro, you're 75. That's a number. But you got to start living. And when I love the song service, man, it's all about Jesus. Some churches don't even mention Jesus. We're in a time right now where we need to wake up. That's part of the message. But you know what? I thank God that I'm alive. Gracias, Señor. Thank you, Jesus. I'm alive. I may have issues, but I'm alive. And if you're alive, you need to do something. Get off your butt and come to church. Huh? If you can go to the swap meet, you can come to church. Huh? Car shows, come to church. Wake up, somebody. So pray for me. All right. Very good. Hey, uh, let's extend our hands and let's just say thank you to the Lord for his health. We want to pray for Patsy. She's got dementia. Father, in the name of Jesus, this is a season that uh, Chaplain Bob and Pat are entering. That's a difficult season, Lord. Very, very challenging. Where there's health issues and age issues, Lord God, and all kinds of stuff. And one thing leads to another issue, Lord. But right now he's here and he's excited and he's doing your work and he's busy for you. And he made a decision that he's not going to stop or give up or lose heart. So we just pray for our brother right now that he'll continue on this journey that he's on, that he'll continue to move forward with victory and with strength and with great testimony. We pray for his continued health. Protect him, Lord God. We pray for his wife, Patsy, Lord God, with the issues that she's struggling with mentally and physically and emotionally, Lord God, that you'll help her and be give her peace, Lord, and help uh, my brother Bob, Lord God, to be able to uh, know how to minister to his wife in this very difficult and challenging season that they're in right now, Lord. Help them, bless them, and encourage them. And Father, we just pray for your glory to shine through them. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Very good. Okay, my brother. Let me step in front of you here. I need to get this. Okay. Okay. Praise the Lord. He's prayed for me twice. Once when I got here, now. I'm prayed up. How many know you but you're prayed up? I love Pastor Jerry, you know, and uh, we need to continue to pray for his his wife, you know, her dad, you know, and there's just things we need to pray for, amen? And, uh, you know, I'm not one of them, uh, uh, I, I'm like Happy Feet. If you got grandkids, how many have seen that movie, Happy Feet? I'm not like all the other penguins, amen? I'm I'm uh, different, amen? I'm, I'm, you're going to hear some stuff probably that, oh my God, did he say that? You know, because it's things that you need to hear. It's stuff that's real. And we live in a real world, but we serve a real God. I, I, uh, I brought a, uh, a John MacArthur study Bible, uh, and uh, it's free to someone that needs a study Bible. But you have to pick it up. That's like anything from God. You have to do something to get it. You have to step out in faith and you say, I want that. And you come and get it. So during the service, I don't care when you do it. If you want it, come and get it. You come and get it. It's a brand new study Bible, still wrapped up, amen? And I brought it, I brought it for a reason. Because you need, that's called taking a step of faith. Taking a step of faith. But it's for men only. Ah, Come on, ah, come on. Come on, sister. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, thank you. I, uh... I was uh, coming over here and uh, getting ready yesterday and, 
you know, and like I say, I do everything. I was telling Pastor Jerry, I, I do everything. And I'm a well-kept man. Patsy is taking care of me. 40 years. 40 years, man. Been the best thing in my life. Everything that I am, everything that I have is because of my wife. Because of blessing me with a woman that's smarter than me. A woman that kept me on a short leash. How many no perros need to be on a short leash? If you have a wife that loves you and wants the best for you and wants to see you grow in spirituality and she pulls you like this and you need to do this and you need to do that, you need to hang on to her. Because God has blessed you with a woman of God. And you know, some of us, you know, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I am in the drawer. You know, uh, she never went to the jail. And uh, if I get emotional, it's okay. I don't care. I really don't care, you know. It's good to cry. It's like going to the restroom. Can I get a witness? It's, it's good. Feels good. Feels good. But if you have your Bibles in, uh, I want to get ahead of myself. Romans chapter 13. But uh, I was thinking, because, you know, a lot of times, like I was telling Pastor Jerry, uh, the, the jails are closed. There's no Bible studies. There's no, there's no nothing. It's shut down. Just like the prisons. There's no visiting. There's no nothing. So if the pandemic is, has changed everything. The churches, I pass churches here, and nobody's there. Because everybody's got a custom to just staying home. But they'll go to car shows. They'll go to swap meets. They'll go to other places because that's their desire. You and I as Christians, I'm talking to Christians right now. You devils, you know what to do. But Christians need to wake up. Christians need to wake up. And I thought, the jail ministry, every morning I'd go to the jail, been there 40 years. I had the Hall of Justice, been through five sheriffs, had the Hall of Justice for 14 years, you know, and uh, went to Biscalu Center, ran Biscalu Center as a chaplain, and then I'm at CJ. But things have changed. Our culture has changed. America has changed. Okay. No problem. Remember where he's at, okay? Then there's a little sermon here. I forgot to mention financially, okay? Uh, we're not able to pass out the offering bags here today to bless Chaplain Bob and Pat. But listen, they've been out of ministry for over a year now. So I'm sure he hasn't mentioned anything to me about it. Just common sense. It's just common sense. So um, I'm going to ask you to please be as generous as you possibly can in investing into their ministry. Uh, those of you that are here, you can hand the offer. There should be envelopes right in front of you now. We have those available now. We didn't have them before, but now we do. And I would encourage you to please pray during the service. But we want to support them financially. We want to really boost up their financial income because they've been uh, out of commission for almost uh, over a year now. So whatever you can do to bless them financially, plus our own church needs and everything. So let's just pray for the offering right now, okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, I know that I, I'm interrupting, the, the, but this is part of it too, Lord. Yes. This is part, this is very important. And we need to be good stewards, Lord God. This, he's an evangelist. Uh, they've been doing this, Lord God, voluntarily for years, over 40 years of ministry, yes. Lord God. It's all volunteer. They don't get paid for what they do for the sheriff's department or for the jails and the prisons and their gasoline and their cars. Uh, Lord, they just do this from their heart, and they depend on the church, on the Christian community to support them. We are their support. So, Father, help us to step up financially uh, and, and bless them financially and that they would be encouraged here through our giving. Bless the giver also, Lord God, those yes. that are here this morning. Those of you that are watching online, um, uh, please contribute online. Uh, to, through Tithely and PayPal or whatever it is that, that you guys are comfortable with. But let's bless these people. Let's bless this ministry. Let's bless this family financially uh, and, and make up for some of the losses. In Jesus' name we pray, Father. Amen. All amen. Right. Thank you, Pastor Jerry. Amen. Pay, PayPal. Pay homie. Pay anybody. Amen. Yeah. We, well, I was, like I say, at the jail, I'd wake up, go to the jail in the morning, you know, when it first started, and we would sing a song. Uh, why don't we all stand just for a minute? Let me get you mad. Particularly, for you ex-Catholics, it's good for you. Get up. Okay? It's kind of up and down, up and down. Do it. Come on. Just stretch. You know, guys. 
We used to sing a song. I can't sing, either can you, but I want to sing a song. It goes like this. Woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Now you gotta understand these are inmates, murderers, rapists, robbers, cochinos, bad people. 300 inmates in a, in a, in a service. Some of your alumni are here. Don't make me point you out. And we would sing. You could hear it from the eighth floor all the way down to Temple, downtown LA. You could hear the voices. These men are going to prison for life. But God gave them favor. Now you fast forward 40 years, a lot of them are out now. A lot of them came home after 25 years. Hopefully you're in church. Hopefully you're doing God's will. But it was because we need to wake up. Woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on Jesus I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I'm fighting to keep my mind. Come on, somebody. Stayed on Jesus. I'm fighting to keep my mind stayed on Jesus. I'm fighting to keep my mind stayed on Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Give the Lord a big hand clap. Hallelujah. And we sing. No, stay standing. Stay standing just for a minute. We'd sing 10, 15 songs like that. Just the praises of God. Deputies used to get saved. Lieutenants used to get saved. It wasn't just for the inmates. It was for the deputies, for the law enforcement. Because they need God. America needs God. People say, pray for Israel. Well, forget about Israel. They've lived like that for years. Pray for America. That we don't end up like that. We'd sing a song goes like this. Anointing fall on me. Anointing fall on me. Let the power of your Holy Ghost fall on me. Anointing fall on me. Come on. Anointing fall on me. Anointing fall on me. Let the power of your Holy Ghost fall on me. Anointing fall on me. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for this morning, God. And we thank you so much, God. We thank you that we're alive, God. We're alive, Lord. And it's only because of you. Only because you've spared us, Father God. So today, Lord, I pray for a fresh anointing. I pray that you would speak to our deaf ears and open up our blind eyes, God, that we may leave here better than when we came in. And, Father, I'll be sure to give you all the glory and all the honor because only you deserve it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Shake somebody's hand. Shake somebody's hand. Tell them, you're looking good, but I'm looking better. Come on, somebody. You're looking good, but I'm looking better. That's a word of encouragement. Go ahead and be seated. Amen. Praise the Lord. Once again, thank you, Pastor Jerry and Julie, and just for the invitation. And, you know, I want to I wanna thank God that, you know what, God is, God is still on the throne. Like I said, I almost died. I'm alive. 2021, it's decision time. It's time to wake up. We need to enjoy our life, even if, even if it's a hard time. Enjoy your life, even if it's a hard time. You're going to get old. Don't look at your neighbor right now. But that's just a mirror. That's what you're going to look like sooner or later. 
sooner or later you get old and things just don't work they used to way they used to work and can't play handball no more can't shoot hoops and you know uh, i walk an hour and a half every day every day i walk an hour and a half somebody bless me with a bike i i ride the bike i i do exercise i want to keep this jenny craig look come on somebody amen I'm so mad because I had to give, I, when I was heavier, I gave away all my clothes because I couldn't fit into them. And I'm talking about nice suits, not JC. Come on, somebody. Amen. I'm talking about stuff that people bless me with. And I gave it away. I thought, oh, you're stupid. Well, I didn't know I was going to get sick and lose weight and lose inches. And, you know, now I got to pull my pants up and nothing fits me. But you know what? I'm alive. So we need to wake up. We need to enjoy things. The Bible in Isaiah 42, I'm going to the scripture I gave you, but Isaiah 42, verse 16, just write it down. says, he will bring the blind by a way that they knew not, and he will lead them in paths that they have not known. And he'll make the crooked things straight. That's what he did for me 40 years ago. Took an old, stinking cholo, dope fiend, drug addict, convict, and changed my life. Me cambió la vida. Yeah. Like Big D used to say, watcha. Mira, Bobby, all that kind of stuff. But God changed me. I'm not what I used to be. I'm much better now. I'm getting better. Getting to be a better husband. Getting to be a better minister. Because you got to realize that when you leave, you got to leave something here. You got to leave a, leave an impact in somebody's life. If I had a nickel for everybody I led to the Lord, I'd be living in, come on somebody, amen. But I've been living in the same house for 37 years paying the same rent, don't own a house. Oh, just got blessed with a car. Yeah, my car had my car had 300,000 miles on it. And uh, during the pandemic, when I got sick, left it at Kaiser, uh, my grandson Bobby went to go pick it up. It wouldn't start no more. Catalytic converter went out. Uh, the mechanic from the church was going to fix it. But the catalytic converters in San Pedro on some barge out there in the ocean, along with all the other parts, and longshoremen aren't opening it up because it's good to stay home and get paid. Come on, somebody. You know, it's amazing how people are getting more money now than they ever did before staying home. That's not in the message. That's for those mantenidos. Come on, somebody. But Psalm 40 says, he's put a new song in our heart. Praises to God. Many will see it in fear and trust in the Lord. So I'm going to sing the new song. I'm going to continue to see. I'm going to continue to make people mad. Praise the Lord. Good preaching will make you mad. It'll make you go to the bathroom five times. Come on, somebody. Huh? But yet you can look at an R-rated movie and not pee once. Come on, somebody. Amen. So you see somebody get up, just know that it's conviction. Conviction. Because we need conviction right now in America. America needs to repent. Huh? Churches need to repent. I don't want to get back to normal. Normal was stupid. Normal was dumb. Normal was tedious. Normal was just something that, you know, well, that's just normal. Normal is ugly. I want something new. I want something alive. I want to walk in a room, just shine, make everybody go like this, and put on a mask. That's what you need to do. When you go into some place, you need to praise God. Praise the Lord. You're at work. You're at school. Wherever you're at, you need to praise the Lord. Because God's put a new song, a fresh anointing in our life. But let me get into the word. Uh, I've prepared just a little something for you. Hopefully it'll aggravate you, amen. Because you guys understand, sometimes we need to have our cage shake. We need to be shook up, man. Uh, uh, death will shake you up. How when the, when the head doctor comes in and says, I don't think you're going to make it, and then leaves, it makes you wonder, what do you, not make it? What are you, the temple of doom? Huh? Yeah. And, and yeah, and I love Asians. Uh, my son-in-law's Asian, but this was an Asian with a mask. You die, Bob. No, Bobby, don't die. Bobby, live. Bobby, live. You wrong. <laughs> I just have to say this. One time I had a sergeant, Sergeant Wong, if you're watching, amen, he's retired now. But Sergeant Wong, one of my, one of my guys, Pastor Ose, who's in heaven now, 52 years old, died, dynamic preacher, had a great church in the avenues and God took him home, talked to him the night before he died, you know, and uh, I remember he was trying to get in the jail, and he's one of them gang guys, and you know, a lot of stuff, amen, some of you were here, and uh, he was a bad boy, and uh, the Sergeant Wong says, you know, Bob, he can't come in because uh, his his rap sheet is horrible, he can never come in here, 
Never. So I went to one of my friends. If you're out there, Paul, praise the Lord. I went to my friends who's a high-ranking in the sheriff's department at the time, and I told him my situation. He goes, oh, Bob, don't worry about it. So I went back and got a phone call, and he was cleared. So you know me, I had to, Pastor Jerry. I had to take Pastor Jose with all his tattoos and all that stuff, and I took him to Wong's office, and I said, Sergeant Wong, this is uh, Pastor Jose Martinez, and uh, he has a church right in the avenues. He's volunteering now. He's going with me to the different places I go to. I said, Sergeant Wong, you were Wong. <laughs> I just had to say that. It just came up. How many know people are Wong? They're Wong. God's right. God's right. Jesus is right. He's right. He's right. And I love the praise and worship here. I love uh, uh, Pastor Jerry's new son-in-law. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, I love the song leader. You, if, you, if you're up here leading songs or playing the piano or doing whatever you're doing, and, and you're, you don't do it with gusto, it ought to be a felony. Huh? It ought to be a felony for you to step on this stage and not have excitement, not stir up the people. This isn't bringing in the sheep because the sheep are dumb. Can I get a witness? Sheep, people need to sheep need to be pulled out. God, worship does that. Worship breaks the ground. It should be a felony to get up here and not be able to preach after worship like that. That's like our church, Pastor Jerry. I love our church. After the worship, I go, "What's his name?" And everybody yells out, "Jesus!" What's his name? Jesus. Who healed you? Jesus. Who delivered you? Who set you free? Give him a hand clap then. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're Christians. We're soldiers of the Most High God. How dare you sit there? Poor me, pobrecito. Shut up. We all got stuff. We're all going through stuff. But you got to understand the stuff that we're going through right now has been brought on by people being dead in church. So in Romans, the Apostle Paul, Romans 13, and I forgot, I didn't bring my regular Bible, so I brought the Bible that just says it in plain English. Plain English. So you don't wonder what he said. You don't have to give me that wounded deer look. Can I get a witness? This is confrontational. Well, brother, you know, I... I'm only King James. Well, that's your fault. I know King James. I know new King James. This is straight up English. So the Bible says this in Romans chapter 13, verse 11. It says, this is, the, this is all the more urgent for you to know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up. For our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is almost gone, Bobby. I always put my name there because this is my Bible. This is not for Julian or Aaron or Mary. This is for me. It's a message from God to me. That's how intimate our relationship is with God. I don't know. Well, he speaks to me every day. Every day when you read his word, he's talking to you. He's talking to you. And he goes further. And he says this. Verse 12, the night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. Very plain, dirty clothes. Well, Chaplain Bob, what does he mean there? Well, it's kind of like human beings. You can have the best suit on, Lorenzo Lorenta, whoever Lorenzo is. You can have the most beautiful dress. But if you got dirty chonies, come on, somebody. You got dirty chonies. Nobody knows it because you look sharp. Hallelujah. That's the way sin is. Nobody knows you have sin but you. We come to church because this is where we do our laundry. This is where we get cleaned up again. To go back out there in that filth. So he's telling us to have right living. To take off the dirty clothes. And he goes further. 
Don't participate, Bobby, in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or sexual cochinoness and immoral living or in quarreling or jealousy. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't let yourself think about ways to indulge in your evil desires. Right now during this pandemic, go with me to Jude chapter 17. There's no 17. There's only one book. Verse 17. Right now during this pandemic, there are so many backsliders. So many people that have have left the church, have left the religion, have, have left their fellowship. Because where was God when my mom died? Where was God when I lost my job? Boo-hoo-hoo. Where was God? God's not a genie. God's with us during the storms. He's with us during the sickness. He's with us during the hardship. He's with me right now. Right now. What I'm going through. He's with me. He makes me get up every morning and do the. And I have good days and bad days. I was Pastor Jim. I'm not good at this. I'm not used to doing everything. But I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. And that's what happens when you serve God. You get better. You don't get bitter. You get better. So Jude chapter verse 17. It's a call to remain faithful. It says, but you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ said, that they told you that in the last days there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating division among you. They follow their own natural instincts because they do not have God's Spirit in them. In other words, they're full of themselves. How many remember when you were full of yourself? Come on, I'll pray for liars later. When we got saved, we were full of ourselves. It was all about me, myself, and I, the unholy trinity. Can I get a witness? Me, myself, and I. I don't care about nobody but Bobby. But you got to realize that when God takes over our life, we think about other people. We think about other things. It's not just about me. It's about who I, God gives me. And he's blessed us to have an opportunity to, in a time like this to shine, to shine in this dark time. See, I believe that this is the right place. Well, let me give you the scripture, and I'm almost uh, Ecclesiastics. Ecclesiastics chapter 9. I know this is a word church. I've heard Pastor Jerry preach. So you've got to realize that we need to have the word. But Ecclesiastics says this, Chapter 9, verse 11. This is unique. It says, But I've observed something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race, and the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise are sometimes go the wise are sometimes go hungry, and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It all decided by chance. And by being at the right place at the right time. I believe this is the right place and the right time for God to do a miracle. I believe that. I believe we're living in a time right now. And we're living in the surroundings right now where God wants to use our life. He wants to help us. See, nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity. Excuses are like butts. Everybody has one. Can I get a witness? Everybody has one. They have an excuse why they can't come to church and why they, you know, they can't do this and I can't usher and I can't do this and I can't work in the nursery and I can't do nothing. But if you had a taste of death, <laughs> you'd be willing to do anything. Whatever you want me to do, Lord. Whatever you want me to do. You want me to pick up trash in the parking lot. You want me to do uh, whatever you want me to do, Lord. See, if you were a convict right now in prison, they watch TV. If you were a convict right now, they would cut off their left Come on, somebody, to be where you're sitting right now. And yet God gave you mercy. God gave you favor, undeserved favor. Come on, you know who you are. 
And yet God has given you a position in society, given you everything that you have, the intellect to think. I remember one time I was up at Tascadero State Prison, and it's a place for the criminally insane. I remember I walked in there, and you could feel the devil. I walked into a day room where they had some of the guys there, and the guy ran up to me in a white, white outfit that they give him. And he looked at me in the face, and he says, Have you considered, have you considered your sanity? Have you considered that you can make decisions on your own? When to go to the bathroom? When to think? How to get a job? How to do different things? We take that for granted. There are some people that can't do anything, and yet here we are, blessed of God, but we're lazy. We're unfaithful. We're ungrateful. Because you got to realize that's just our nature. When you hear about vicious murders and stuff, well, I don't understand how they go. Being at the sheriff's department 40 years, I've seen pastors and deacons and elders and police, police, policemen, detectives in jail for murder, for child molestation. We're all capable of doing something stupid. So you and I that have been blessed by God 40 years, Lord, 40 years you picked up a dirty, stinking dopey and gave me a second chance. Then you allowed me to go through that COVID trip. Huh? And you spoke to my life again. Listen to me. I'm here to aggravate somebody. I'm here to let you know that, man, you need to live your life today. You woke up today. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. You woke up in your right mind. D.L. Moody said this, a man may excuse himself out in, may, a man may excuse himself into hell, but never out of it. Excuses come a lot easier than opportunities. We need to wake up. We need to wake up and understand that, man, this is our season. This is our time. And I told the brother, I said, when I'm up here 30 minutes, because a lot of churches, a lot of churches, well, you know what, you, you got a 15 minute, uh, gate to give your sermon 15 minutes and yet you'll walk you'll walk in an r-rated movie for three hours and you, you don't want to be in church too long because huh? hey, hey hey you got to golf you got to go polish your bomb uh, polish your harley you got to do something else what you need to do is hear from god you need to hear from god because god wants you to wake up turn to your neighbor and say wake up Luke 16, 13 for 2021 says, No one can serve two masters. See, it's better to be loved or hated than to be ignored. We can't ignore God. Come on. You can't ignore God. You, you can't serve two masters. Huh? And I'm not talking about money. You ain't got no money. Everything you have is blessed by God. Huh? Hey. We didn't have a car. The car was... Somebody called up and said, Bobby, I hear you don't have a car. I said, yeah, yeah. I didn't call him up. I said, hey, brother, you know, uh, hey, so I was Holmes, can you? Uh, I didn't call nobody. He called me. I said, Bobby, I heard you, you and Pat need a car. I said, let, let me know how I can help you out. So we saved, a, we saved a little money. And it's not a brand new car, but it's new to us. New to us. It's not, a, you know, it's not one of them, uh, you know, Hemis, all that kind of stuff. It's not a muscle car. Or, it's just a little car. But it's good for me and Pat. I got here to Chatsworth. Come on, somebody, amen. And uh, this is our seventh car. It's the first one I ever picked. So seven's the number of completion. So I guess this is it. <laughs> but I know if Pat was in her right mind, she would have never let me get that little car. It's uncomfortable, but she loves it. I go, look at honey, it's just for me and you. No kids. No grandkids. We did that already. We had the kids living with us. We had all the stuff. And now they got their own stuff. And let me give you a sidebar. You know what? I was telling Pastor Jerry, that scripture that says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Someday you're going to be by yourself. Hey, people love you. Hey, brother... So I was came home, let, let me pray for you. That means nothing, because <laughs> everybody prays. Pray for me, okay? 
But prayer is more than lip service. Prayer is help. Huh? Help. When someone asks you, hey, brother, can you give me a ride to church? Well, you know what, brother? Let me pray on it. That means you ain't getting no ride. There's some things you don't need to pray on, bozo. Come on. How'd you Oh, that got excuse. You just don't want to give the brother a ride. So you want to be all spiritual and say, oh, let me, let me, let me pray on it, brother. You ain't getting a ride. Get ready to walk. When people, a lot of people use that phase, that phrase, let me pray. That's easy. But going out of your way, reaching out to somebody, giving somebody a visit, somebody you don't like. Come on, somebody. Amen. Not just the people you like, somebody you don't like, somebody that irritates you. Huh? Just go, go do something. Be a blessing to somebody. You young people, young people, you're not dumb. You're just lazy. Just lazy. But a good dose of trouble, it'll make you work. I know the jail system. Can I get a witness? You see guys, why would I live home? No, 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 no. After a good beat down, yes, sir. Yes, sir. What do you want me to do, sir? You want me to do laundry? No problem, sir. Huh? You want to sweep the floor? No problem, sir. Bend over? Yeah. Come on, somebody. I was walking in the church right now. They're doing all this stuff. I said, wait a minute. Okay, I'll do it. Whenever you see a rubber glove, be careful. Moving right along. Matthew eleven twelve says, And from the days of John the Baptist... Until now the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent taketh by forth. 2021, we've got to fight for our church, for our ministry. Pastor Jerry's telling you, hey brother, if you don't have financial 20 bucks, you have 20 bucks to go get your, your, your bumper uh, chromed. Huh? You have 20 bucks to go watch a stupid game. Lakers, Dodgers, all that stuff. I see a lot of people on Facebook. If you were on fire, they would. If you're on fire, they wouldn't pee on you. And yet we'll waste our money to go for, but for a men's conference or a men's discipleship. Well, brother, I, financially, you know, sinvergüenza. Unbelievable. What's sinvergüenza? How shameful you are. That's what it said about taking off the dirty clothes. Clean yourself up, cochina. I mean, cochino. Today we must fight for what we want. America. Watching all these posts about Israel. I said that before. Pray for America. Pray for America. The chaplaincy right now, they took down all the crosses in the prisons, the jails. Took down all the pictures of Jesus, the last summer, last supper, all the, all the beautiful paintings that people have on the offices. Took them all down. Huh? Brought in some Muslim rugs. Listen to me. America needs to repent. America needs to repent. God will give America favor when she repents. But until then, we need to pray. And the violent take it by force. There was a quote that said this. If you were born once, you were born into the devil's family. And if you were born twice, you were born into God's family. Let me read that again for you people that are slow. If you were born once, you were born into the devil's family. Devil's family. But if you were born twice, you were born into God's family. Uh, just do me a favor right now. Turn to your neighbor and say, who's your daddy? Come on, somebody. Who's your daddy? My daddy's Jesus. My daddy's Jesus. Jesus in the morning. Jesus in the noontime. Jesus till the sun goes down. Hallelujah. Walk into a store and say, praise the Lord. Gracias, Señor. Hallelujah. Tone it down, brother. Shut up. Don't tone down the name of Jesus. He saved you. You're a Christian. Don't try to, don't try to blend in. Many know what I'm talking about. We're not the same. In the Bible, the new birth meant something. Saul of Tarsus became the sheriff of Philippi. Radical change. Radical change. The change in their life was radical. It has to be a radical change. 
I tell all the people, let me just, let me just do this one. There's no such thing as a Christian cholo or biker. We are new creatures. She's no longer a lady of the night. She's a lady of the light. Huh? God changed us. And that's why we give testimony. We still have the tattoos. Those are scars. They just show that the pastor's real. The nine kids, every other color. Come on, somebody. Amen. But God blessed you. Blessed you with a godly man. I'm a godly man. I, I, was, I, I was blessed with a lady that had three illegitimate children. My wife. And I'm the only papa they've ever known. I earned that right. And we all have boo-hoo stories. Pobrecita, pobrecito. Lived in the barrio, no mom and dad, and foster homes, and molested, and blah, blah. You're 75. Come on, somebody. Sooner or later, you got to grow up. Turn to your neighbor and say, wake up. The power of God leaves a mark on somebody's life. And I'm not talking about tattoos. So let me just nail this one. Christians right now. Start putting on tattoos while Jesus knocks on the door. They didn't say to do that. Hey, if you got a tattoo, I got tattoos. That's when I was ignorant. That's when I was lost. That's when I was bound. You don't get saved and start putting on tattoos. I just talked to a lady. Her son in church, straight A student, little boy, Pastor Jerry, went to the market. His brother just came home from the armed forces. He went to the market, rode his little bike, Probably 13, 14 years old. Went to a gang, gang-infested area. Hey, if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, shoot it. That's the mindset of some people. They shot him. They killed him. So the officer was acting. Was he a gang member? See, the officer don't know that he was a straight-A student on his way to go to college. Huh? He didn't know that his mom and dad were good people. But he liked to dress like a cholo. Listen to me. When you get saved, I'm no longer a cholo. God blessed me with clothes so I could represent Jesus Christ. Sooner or later, Jerry. I wear that. Jerry, Pastor Jerry's been an example to me for years. I wear this at church, at my church on a Sunday. I dress up in a suit. That's what ministers do. I'm not going to a car show. Huh? I'm not going to some place where I live homes. I'm going to church to praise the Lord, man. Give testimony of God. Is this too hard? Okay. Romans chapter 3 verse 20 says, Behold, Bobby, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Forty years ago. He changed my life, man. I was at my grandma's house. You know, we live at grandma's through about 50. Can I get a witness? You black brothers call her Big Mama. Amen. Where are you paroling two homes? I'm going to Big Mama's house. She's like 90. But I was at my grandma's house on the methadone program. Tried all the programs, AA, NA, EA, AAA, psychotherapy, Bricks, Breakthrough, Metro, huh? Camarillo, Charlene, Darlene, Margarita, Shawanda. Tried everything, but nothing would change my life. So there I am. I just broke up where they just kicked me out of a house. I was living in Long Beach with some depraved lady just like me. I ruined her life. She said, you got to leave because you're killing me. So I said, okay, I don't need you. Got my brown bag, put my clothes in there, and hopped on my 10-speed. Huh? Came back to Grandma's. Watching an R-rated movie, you know. Not looking for God or Jesus or Bishop Bubba or the Virgin Mary. I was on meth. I was... I was messed up. But all my life, people, from juvenile hall, youth authority, state prison, programs, deputies... Deputies, this is my testimony. That's all we have as a testimony. That's all you got. Because if brains were dynamite, most of us wouldn't have enough to blow our nose. Can I get a witness? It was all God. God did it. 
I wasn't looking for it. God did it. Why? I don't know. Just like why he let me live. I don't know. But I'm alive. And I remember, I remember being in the backseat of a squad car at Whittier Boulevard right there by Montebello by Hardeen. And I'm in the back seat. I just got a, I had a burglary warrant. And some clown deputy picked me up. Well, looking like I looked, I would have picked me up. Can I get a witness? Somebody used to look vile, amen? We didn't look all this cute. We were some vile people. We looked like Freddy Cougar, Friday the 13th. Come on. But I'm sitting in the car thinking, okay, Tuesday. All right, Sergeant Rodriguez, okay. Day trustee. Pancakes, okay. Because that was my lifestyle. Coming out to the streets was not my life. Going to prison was my life. Prison, prison, nothing but prison and drugs and jail. But I'm sitting there and the deputy turned around before he started the car. And it was, Jesus loves you. Oh, God. Jesus loves you. I'll never forget people like that. They just witnessed to me, gave me a smile, gave me a handshake. You don't got to tell them the seven points. You don't got to give them book of revelations. Just be nice. Turn to your neighbor and say, wake up. Just be nice. Just show the godly character. There's something different about that, brother, man. I'll go through the homosexuals, the transvestites. They know what I stand for, but I love them. Because anybody can change. America needs a change. We can all change. But it comes through the word of God. So this is the message of Christ. Come as you are, and I will change your life. No good intentions, not self-work, but changed by the power of God. Changed by the power of God. So this morning, we need to consider what it means to open the door to Jesus Christ. What are we saying is, what we're saying is, God, come into my wrecked life, my miserable life, my pathetic life, and change me. Cambiame, Señor. I don't want to be like this. I've been in church 30 years. 30 years. And I haven't done nothing. I just go to church like a program. There's a program. I come here on Wednesdays. I come here on Sundays. And I leave and I'm still miserable. I still treat my wife wrong. I still hang around with people I shouldn't hang with. I still do things that are despicable. God knows. People don't know. We don't need a mask. We need our heart changed. The mask is over. The mask is over. But we're like trained seals. Ar, ar, ar. Huh? They feed you a fish. Like Wednesday, it's all going to be over. Really? You go to an airport. You got six feet from the next person. You get on a plane with 330 people. Wake up! My God! That ain't even in here. Let me give you one last scripture. Ecclesiastics chapter 5. I love the book of Ecclesiastics. It's so real. It's just a word from a preacher. Ecclesiastics chapter 5. Say amen if you have it. It says this in verse 1. As you enter the house of God, Bobby, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. Let me read that again. As you enter the house of God, Bobby, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. It is evil to make mindless offerings to God. Don't make rash promises and don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. After all, Bobby... God is in heaven, and you're here on earth. So let your words be few. Too much activity gives you restless dreams. Too many words makes you a fool. And when you make a promise to God, Bobby, don't delay to follow through. For God takes no pleasure in fools. Keep all the promises you make him. It is better to say nothing, Bobby, than to make promises and not keep them. That's church. I said, Lord, if you let me live, if you let me live, Lord, I will be on fire. You know how to draw a, a crowd? Put gas all over yourself and light yourself up. People will run to see you. 
That's it. You need to get on fire. Well, Brother Bobby, uh, I'm, not, I'm not like you. Sure you are. You're a sinner saved by grace. You're a sinner saved by grace. There's nothing unique about me. Nothing at all. I know that. I am nothing without God. Right now, I'm under the anointing. Anointing. Fall on the anointing. And when I leave this day, I'm just like you, cochino. Turn to your name and say, wake up, cochino. Someone said I was in El Paso. They said, cochino's a bad word. Cochino can't be bad. My grandma called me cochino. That's kind of like menso. Ooh, don't say menso. If I had money, I'd have a license plate saying menso number one. Huh? Designer license plate. Huh? But I thank God he loves mensos and mensas. I thank God he loves cochinos and cochinas. And maybe you're from Never Neverland. I have a pastor friend of mine. Every time I talk to him, well, you know, I never did that, brother, and I never did this. He never did. He's from Never Neverland. You know, when I see people from Never Neverland, I kind of wonder about you. You must be a pervert, bro. (laughs) There's something sick about you. Mira, 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 never, never. Uh, Just your mind deceives you. The thoughts that go through our mind deprave us. We are a depraved individual that God has salvaged. Pick me up from the gutter. Scrape me off. Come on, Bobby. Like an old stick of gum. And gave me a second chance. So there's no halfway. When God opens the door, we need to walk through it. An open door. When God's temple, we are God's temple. The question is, are you ready to kick things out? The pandemic's over. Gas is $5 a gallon. You got what you wanted. You got what you wanted. That's what you voted for, Bozo. Did he say Bozo? Bozo. Remember Bozo the Clown? America got what they wanted. And I'm not political. I don't know nothing. I pray for whatever president. It's not like I'm going to have lunch with him. It says we need to pray for our officials. That's our job. But are you ready for a revolutionary experience? There could be no halfway. Let me tell you something, Christian. I'm done. Pull up my pants. Jenny Craig, bro. Hey, praise the Lord. I aborted my bump. I remember when I was at church, I was at church when I was a young Christian. I used to look up there and say, I will never be a fat Christian. Be careful for what you pray. Yeah. Yeah. Because too much fellowship in the green room, you green room people, yeah, will blow you up. That's for the fat people. But fat's good because it means faithful, available, and teachable. God loves a fat man and a fat woman because they're burying them every day, fat and skinny. But you need to realize that you need to make a reservation where you're going because it doesn't matter what fellowship you attend. Fellowship is not the word. It's a relationship. Relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So there's no halfway. There are planes. I've never been on one, but there are certain planes that you get to a certain area and the, the, the pilot looks and there's, he's reached the part of no return. He can't go back. And a lot of us sitting here today have reached that place. I can't go back. Uh, I can't go back. Even though I'm going through changes and I'm not going to go get drunk or start using dope and I can't pole dance no more, so I, that's out. I have a bad back. Can't do that no more. I have to go forward. I have to continue to continue. Like the prodigal son, we know that when we have reached a far country, the choice is ours. And today we have a choice. Heaven or hell. There's no purgatory. There's no holding tank. There's no 19 candles. That's a fire hazard. Bible says you must be born again. Bible says that no man comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. That's Bible. I don't care if you can't read, can't spell. It's not an intellectual thing. Because the Bible in Ecclesiastes says there are people that have education that are in prison right now. 
smart individuals that are in prison for the rest of their life. Their smartness put them in prison. But God will pick up any dummy. God will pick up any low life. God will pick up any person that's hurting. So if you're hurting right now, you're in bad shape right now. This message, listen to me. This message is for me. This is the message that God gave me. Wake up. Wake up. Huh? Wake up. Wake up. Get ready. Get ready for the battle. Get ready. The fight is fixed. We win. We win. We are the winners. But you got to get busy. You got to do something. You got to come and say, hey, Pastor Jerry, what do you want me to do, bro? I'm not a good speaker. I'm not this. Hey, you want me to just vacuum? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Let me do something for the Lord. Let me work with the kids. Huh, you ladies, let me work in the nursery. Take care of Damien, that baby that bites. Huh? Let me give you a sidebar about the nursery. You know your baby's crazy, and yet you'll bring him to the church with no warning to the nursery that he bites, that Damien is crazy. Church is a safe haven. Church is a place where we can get right. I feel better now. Man, I feel good right now. Hey, I'm still going to go home and do what I have to do and all that. I, I, I just, I open myself up. I don't care. Huh? You don't pay my rent. I, I, some of you I don't even know. But you will remember this. Trust me. God will bring revelation. You'll be asleep and think, dang, that guy got me mad. I didn't say that. It's like he knows me. It's like, I remember they used to give testimony. And one time I was in church and he was giving, the guy was giving, I thought my grandma wrote him a letter. He's stupid, he's mean, he's ugly, he's ignorant. I thought, God, grandma. God knows. So this morning, salvation is revolutionary. Salvation is dynamic. But you got to step up to the bat. Just like my beautiful sister that had enough guts to pick up that Bible. She probably has 40 Bibles at the house. But she wanted that Bible. And she stepped out of her seat, came down in front of all you, huh, and grabbed the Bible. That's what salvation is. It's stepping out in faith. So if you're here this morning, I don't do that peaky boo stuff. You know me. I used to do this with gang members after us, after we do the service. Major players, like Pastor said, gang-affiliated guy. I told him, you know what? If you really want God, come up here. Come up here. Come out from among them and be separate. So if you're going through something right now, uh, you've never been saved or you're a backslider or you're, you're, not, you're not doing what you should do, but you say, Bobby, this morning, man, I want more of God and less of me. You religious people out here, listen to me. Religion won't take you to heaven. You can know all the scripture and all that kind of stuff, but if you don't put in work, you ain't about nothing. You got to do something for God. So this morning, I want to open up this altar. You got something on your mind? You need more of Jesus? Huh? You've never been saved? Huh? You, you're backslidden? You want to step out in faith and just have, a, you know, just have a little bit of God right now? A little more? Come, come on down. Pretend like I was giving out $100. If I was giving out $100, you'd be running to the altar. Huh? Like I say, a good dose of trouble? Two months in the hospital, huh? Losing 62 pounds, losing two inches. I could give a rip. I could care less who sees me, who hears me. You're old in here, that's into me. I don't care if you've been in church 76 years. You need a fresh anointing. You need a fresh anointing. You need fresh fire. You need something more than yourself. You young people, listen to me. You think this is just a bunch of woo-woo-woo-woo? Sooner or later, bro, the devil's real. And he comes to seek, steal, and destroy, bro. He will take away your teens, your 20s, huh? your 30s. You'll find yourself 60 years old still playing the same old stupid game. Still being the same old ignorant person. 
I'm up here with you. I need God. I need more of God. I need God to help me every day, man. Every day, like I say, hey, I'm just, this is on the job training. I've never had to wash somebody, feed somebody, clean. I've never had to do that. But I'm getting better. I'm getting better. You're out there and you have a son or a daughter that's not in church. You should always be in at the altar. You should always be up here praying for your kids. How dare you sit there and have an opportunity to lift your son, your daughter. I lift up my kids all the time. All the time. Well, I prayed for him before. Really? How about the ones that prayed for you? How about the ones that prayed you in? Huh? When you were lost and bound, now you got a job and you got teeth and you wear underwear. Come on. Huh? Now you've got it all together. But you need to remember where you came from. Never forget where you came from. I never forget where I came from. Right now I'm going to take off this Superman outfit and I just become a normal human being. But there's something greater inside of me. There's something that says, you know, Bobby, you can do all things. All things are possible to you. Huh? But you got to take a step of faith. So right now let me get this part done. I want you to repeat this after me. Lord Jesus, say it loud. Lord Jesus, I come to you a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. From this day forward, I will serve you. I will be a witness. I will be a representative of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to change me. I ask you to light me up. I ask for healing right now. I ask for deliverance right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. So.